At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is Finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSEN. Okay, good morning and happy new year. You heard Brent Musburger. We're going to lead you up in an hour. Countdown to kickoff with Brent Musburger. But right now, it's Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. This is the Lombardi Line here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I see Ryan Day was making some excuses during the break with Michael Lombardi there. Of course, we had yeah. the national semis last night that paid off big time. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, losing Marvin Harris said, sure, it, that hurts. I mean, you know, it was, you know, and he, he's right. I mean, you know, it, it's a hard injury to get your one of your best receivers off the field or your best receiver. But, look, they had every chance to win that game. I think that situational football at the end, they just didn't handle it correctly. And the idea is you got to get into makeable field goal range, not field goal range. And Georgia left the door open, wide open for me. Like, I don't know why Georgia was snapping the ball with 17 seconds left to go on the play clock. Like, I have no idea. What were they in a rush for? Like, both teams, to me, messed it up. Like, there's, again, this is where the head coach comes in and says to the play caller, look, I don't want the ball snapped until five seconds of the play clock. Whatever play you want to run, run it. I don't want, I want to take this clock down. Because when you have the ball first and goal with the 11 or 12 or 13, you know there's only maybe five or six plays left in the game. You're going to get your opportunity. Eight days from now, TCU Georgia National Championship game. Georgia laying 13 and a half. More on that to come. Let's go back to the NFL. Two weeks to go. It's getting real, Michael Lombardi, and it's getting real for the Giants. Now, we just saw Indianapolis with Nick Foles, and they were a freaking disaster, part of my language. But they're getting bet a little bit here because this number was the Giants' six. It's been bet down to five and a half. I'm curious your thoughts on that number kind of headed 
the uh, the Colts way. Now, a couple things here. One, the Giants, it's pretty simple. They're 8-6-1. and one. They beat the Colts today. They're in the postseason, most likely as the sixth seed. Yeah, I mean, I had this game as a 6.36 game, you know, uh, and the line at 5.5. And, and so, and when you break down the, the code for the game and the game codes, I mean, the Giants are slightly ahead of the, of the Colts. But I think where I, where I think the betting public is on the Colts, not because I think that the Colts is going to win, I think they believe that in this game, that the way the Giants play, every game's a close game. Like, every game's a close game. Now, you know, you go back to Week 10 when they played the Houston Texans and they and they covered that game. Now, I think they were a four-point favorite in the game. They won. They covered, they covered by eight. I think they were six-point in that game, right? They covered. But that game's deceiving because Houston never punted in the second half in that game, right? They turned right. it over. They didn't punt. And then you come back and they lose to the Lions, you know, they tie the Commanders, they lose, to, they get blown out by the Cowboys, they lose to Philadelphia, that wasn't even a close game. They go down and play Washington in their best game, and then, you know, they're, they're a dog against Minnesota, and they, and they cover. So to me, this is really more about the Giants are probably not a field goal better than any team they play. And so I think that's why. Now, the Colts have been a disaster, let's face it. The game plan last week, and I was on the Colts, so I'm a little bitter because it cost me Russo. You know, remember Russo said that I had a str- <laughs> I struggled last week, Patrick. Remember yes, that? He course. said I struggled. Course, Even though he was 0-3, I right. struggled. But anyway, right. you know, and I got the tee box, the famous tee box. I got to send him a tee box for Christmas. But – the, the thing that was interesting, the Colts' game plan last week was a disaster. I mean, they line up and Gross. try to put Nick Foles in the game, you know? And so, like, what are we trying to do? You run the ball. You know, Zach Moss almost averaged five yards a carry. They only ran it 15 times in the game. It made no sense at all. Meanwhile, my man, Saturday's over there pretending like he's calling plays. So, I, I mean, look, Nick Foles is good. You know, I, Nick Foles understands what's ahead of him. You know, I think he probably feels like, Don Martindale, the, the, the head coach, the defense coordinator for the Giants, is going to do a lot of blitzing. I think Martindale probably will take the approach. Look, I'll see if you guys can exactly work the ball down the field. Why give you a free play off a of blitz? See what happens. I think it's a close game. I think the Giants win, but I think it's a close game. There are two teams that are perfect off a loss this year, the Cowboys and the Giants. The Giants coming off a loss this year, a 5-0 ATS. They're in that spot today, laying 5.5. This would be their first postseason appearance since 2016 for the G-Men. Dayball has not done a good job. He's done a marvelous job with a roster that isn't up to snuff as to some of these other playoff teams here. No, it's not. I mean, and and they may get Adoree Jackson back today, right? So they need him to cover. But they, they the way they play... And look, the one thing we didn't say in the, when we were breaking down this game, the one thing the Colts have done with Gus Bradley is they've played good defense. They're fast. They're athletic. They tackle well. I mean, they held the, they held the Chargers to 20 points and gave the Chargers the ball in, in, in their own territory several times. So they know how to they, – they can play good defense. The speed of the Colts should give the Giants' offense some trouble. And they'll break on the ball. And Daniel Jones will have a lot of completed passes, but will he make chunk plays in this game? I, I think that's the issue. I think it's a close game. I think it's going to go into the fourth quarter. I think the Giants win it, but I don't have any faith that the Giants are going to be able to come out and dominate and control the game and win by 10. Can't be inspired by the Colts and that loss to the Chargers at home. Three points. Foles looked shook the whole entire game. But you mentioned his scared. defense actually showed up. He did look scared. You're right. 
I thought he looked scared. I thought he didn't want to. I felt like he didn't want to be out there. It looked like you know, for a guy that's got a statue in front of uh, the Lincoln Financial, it looked like he didn't really like. I wasn't even expecting to play. And and they kept talking about we're going to take shots. We're going to take shots. Like seriously, when did this happen? I mean, the more you watch, Nick Foles is an RPO quarterback. He has to read it, throw it to one guy. He's that's why he's been a journeyman most of his career, other than that magical season in seventeen. He's not a progression reader. He's got to be one look and throw it or run the ball. And you've got to run the ball. That's what they did in Philadelphia when he had the great season. If I told our Nesson audience the Patriots control their destiny as far as a playoff spot, you'd tell me I'm tripping. I'm not. I'm telling you right now, they host the Dolphins today. If they beat the Dolphins and they beat the Bills, they're going to be in the postseason, that last spot in the AFC. If the Patriots lose to the Dolphins today, they're out, eliminated. Let's get to the number. Bridgewater in for Tua. Of course, we know this. This number right now is anywhere between two and a half and three. So if you like Miami... You can get a three. If you like New England, you can lay the two and a half. This is a huge game for both teams. It is. And I think if you go back to the first game, opening day down in Miami, I mean, Miami's defense won the game. For all the Tua talk, for all how great Tua was, he made one throw in the game that really hurt him, the the fourth down completion to Waddle for the touchdown. But what happened when that game was the, was a preview for things to come for the season. The inability of the offensive line for the, for the New England Patriots to pass protect. Their lack of attention to detail in that line. Their inability to do that created a fumble sack for a touchdown and, and other mistakes. I think they turned it over three times in the game that led to 10 points. So this game was won by Miami's defense, essentially. And that's how they got to win it again today. Bridgewater will be effective. Now, Bridgewater hasn't looked like the same Bridgewater in terms of throwing the ball and rhythm and timing. His eye level seems to be down. And if the Patriots are able to put some pressure on him, that certainly will go a long way. But the Patriots, I think... The Patriots have to stop the run game here. I think Mike McDaniels has strayed away from what he was hired to be, which was a guy who's supposed to be a run game guru. His lack of running the ball against Green Bay when he could run the ball at almost six yards a clip to me was strange. The fact he went after the Chargers and didn't even try to run the ball was strange. So, you know, to me, this New England defense is physical up front. They can stop the run. And they can create some turnovers, but they need help from their offense. And this Miami defense, even though they play well opening day, they have struggled to play man-to-man. And can New England take advantage of it with their offense? That remains to be seen. Obligatory Teddy Bridgewater gambling stats. He's 42-22 ATS in his career. Unbelievable. He's 24-8 and ATS as an underdog in his career. Let's go to Bill Belichick. Let's go to the Patriots. They're 0-5 ATS against teams with a winning record this season. Again, they can get to the postseason. They win out here. What's your take right now on the state of the offense, Mac Jones and Matt Patricia? Well, I think to me, what I see the most critical component of why they've been so unsuccessful is the offensive line. The offensive line. And, you know, they put Patricia as the offensive line coach and the play caller. I said this summer on the show that I thought that was going to be a really hard job for Matt Patricia because it's it's enough to call plays and be in sync with the quarterback right. to then also coach five guys. Now, Billy Yates is also the line coach there, but I, I think this line is certainly missing Dante Skarniecki. They're missing the tension. Of de- they haven't improved. We talk about Mike Tomlin's offensive line improving. This line hasn't improved. I think that is the core element of why they've been so unsuccessful offensively. They have some very good skill players. I mean, Stevenson, they're going to get they're going to get uh, Damon Harris back today, so they get him back to go along with Stevenson. The receivers, you know, are are good. They can make plays, but to me, they get Hunter Henry back again. 
but to me it hasn't been a smooth run because they run a bunch of plays. They don't really run an offense. And I think, to me, a lot of the breakdowns that happen, the turnovers, the negative plays, start with their inability to protect up front. The importance of shopping for a number. Again, you can't lay three if you're on New England. You can lay two and a half. If you like Miami, you have to catch the field goal. Three, most important. That's the key number in NFL betting. Now, your number on this one. I'll give you two and a half on the market. Where's the Lombardi line with Miami and New England? You know, I had this game as an 0.21 game. So, you know, slightly favored. I think both teams are really even. These are two even teams. You know, Miami has all this publicity of being this explosively great. No, Miami is not. There's a lot of areas Miami isn't very good in the game codes. So in the game codes, when you break down the game codes in this one, you know, both teams are in the top 12 of those game codes in six areas. In six areas. So it's a really even game. It's a really even game. And so if you like Miami, the three's there for you. If you don't like Miami and you like New England, the two and a half's there for you. But I think this is a fourth quarter, get the game down, and whichever team, to me, makes the mistake because of their offensive line will win the game. Will New England and their defense see a different look with Bridgewater today? No, I think they're going to see the same. I think you're going to see more runs. I think on the road, you've got to be able to run the football a little bit and control the pace of the game. I think New England. Now, where Miami has given New England a ton of troubles, opening drives. They've played from a front against New England in the last four games. Okay. Remember, Nesson, all you got to do is win out. In a season that's been marred with just negativity for the Patriots, you win out, you're in the postseason. I think your boy Bill Belichick may know what he's doing. Does Mike White, does Geno Smith, do they know what they're doing? They should because the postseason's on the line. The Jets at Seattle's next. The Jets are laying one and a half, two. We'll get to that next here at Lombardi Line. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever and the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, Express Bet First Bet get ten bucks instantly when you sign up now. Also, a two hundred dollar deposit match bonus using that promo code Horse two hundred. It's very simple. Just go to vsin.com/horses for more information. That's vsin.com/horses. Also, want to let you know. Lombardi Line brought to you by BetMGM. If you're in Vegas, bring your state-issued ID to any MGM property. You're ready to bet within minutes. It's the king of sportsbooks, longtime sponsor of the Lombardi Line. Michael Lombardi back here. Patrick Maher, of course. This is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. We're going to run the board coming up in just a bit. Mm -hmm. Also have Thomas Gable from the Borgata joining us. I'm going to send over his college basketball plays for today. Remember, VEASAN pros, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Get TG's exclusive plays. Uh, Right now, Michael Lombardi, we've got an interesting game with the Jets at the Seahawks. Both teams can get to the postseason. Both teams need help. The Seahawks have lost three straight games. They have cut, They have also gone 0-6 over their last six as far as ATS. Mike White expected to make the start, of course. He is 2-1 ATS uh, as far as a Jets starter. Let's get to this cap. The Jets are laying a point and a half on the road. Well, you know, I think it's the cap of this game really starts with the origin of both uh, of the defense, right? The Jets' defense and Quinton Williams and their ability to rush the passer and their secondary and how they play. And it all started in a, in a, in a small room in Eden Prairie, Minnesota, with Pete Carroll, Monty Kiffin, Floyd Peters, and the crew. Of They to come up with this, what they call a cover three, uh, eight-man front defense, and what it essentially becomes is a match zone. So all zone defenses eventually become man based on the route distribution. So it started with Pete Carroll, and it went down to Tampa and became Tampa 2 when Monty Kiffin went down there. And Pete took it with him to Seattle. He took it with it to USC, went to Seattle, and they dominated. It's kind of become a little bit in vogue because if you're not really great in the defensive front, it's hard to really win on the back end. And the Jets are good in the front. And Seattle's two rookie tackles, as the season has progressed, have become a little bit more uh, 
you know, they've been exposed a little bit. So I think that's been the issue. To me, this is a huge game here, a huge game for the Jets because Mike White, who seems to be their answer to all the problems, right? Mike White is like, okay, we got Mike White back. Everything's going to be okay. Well, he's got to prove that, and they've got to be able to run the ball. The last, Seattle hasn't won a home game since they beat the Giants, I think, in what, week eight or something? So you're not going out to Seattle in that field with the crowd noise and throw it 50 times. You've got to have some balance. You've got to be able to run the ball, and you can't put the pressure on Mike White to make every play. And I think if they can do that, and we've seen teams run the ball. The Raiders went out there and ran the football effectively. Carolina went out there and ran the ball effectively. That's what the Jets are going to have to do. If they can do that, they will move the ball. A lot of pressure on Mike White, Michael Lombardi. Here's why. The Jets are 31st in rush offense. The Seahawks are 30th in rush defense. But the Jets can't take advantage of the Seahawks' weakness, right? Because they've got a worn-down offensive line and running backs that are out of gas. So a lot of this is going to be on White today. Yeah, and, and you know, and look, they 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 can't. They know that their defense can hold up, but can their defense hold up for 60 minutes? Right. So this Seattle team, you know, I know they have two rookie tackles who have have been played up and down, right? And this Jet defense is, you know, it's hard to run the ball in the Jet defense. Kenneth Kenneth Walker is supposed to play. The Jets are sixth in the league in yards per attempt. I mean, it's hard to run the ball on them, and they're fifth in the league in yards per attempt passing. So when, when you start out this drive, I mean, the percentage of scoring against the Jets this season is 29. They're 29th in the league in terms of percentage. So that means they hold you to no points. They're very good at that. They're, third, they're fourth in the league in points allowed. But the problem is if they can't control the pace, if this is a close game, a one-score game, they haven't been able to make the plays, especially on third down as you look at it. So to me, this is a game where the defense has to control Seattle with their skill players, and then they've got to be able to run the ball and keep Mike White and limit it. Keep Mike White throws it 30 times and they are able to run it against the Seattle front. They, they should be able to win this game. Over the years, over the past few years, the mitigation of home field in the NFL has become a prominent theme. Well, none more evident than today. Seattle used to be that home field advantage, but the Jets are going there lane two right now with Mike White under center. That's very surprising if you think about what's thought to be a great home field advantage in Seattle. Well, they beat the Rams, and uh, I, I was wrong. They beat the Rams in week 13, right? And they lost to the Chiefs. They got beat by the – no, excuse me. They, they, they lost to the Raiders. The last time they won was the New York Giants. They beat them in week eight. That's right. And then they, they lost to the Raiders. They've lost to Carolina. They've lost to San Francisco. So they're on a three-game three home losing streak, which – Typically, you don't think what happened, but the problem is their defense can't get control of the game. They're very simple on defense. Pete Carroll's not running the Robert what Robert Salai's running. He doesn't have the front to run it. So they're trying to keep it simple, play it, play it fast, make sure, see if they can create some turnovers. This defense has not created a turnover in three weeks. They haven't had a turnover created in three weeks. Meanwhile, their offense has turned the ball over four times. That's the difference. Is for Seattle to win, they have to be, They have to kind of gain extra possessions. And the last three weeks, why they've lost, they haven't done that. Good time to remind you: the winner of the NFC South is going to host a playoff game. I'm How about kidding. that? I'm not kidding. Carolina's at Tampa today. It's pretty simple for your boy Tom Brady and the Bucks. They beat your son's team in the Carolina Panthers today. They're in the postseason. They win the division. Very interesting because Carolina, still opportunities here. Three and a half is the number with Tampa laying it. Yeah, I mean, look, Tampa, let's just go through the last five weeks with Tampa for a second, okay? You know, and, and the book has been all over Tampa. The sharp money has been betting Tampa since 
going back to Cleveland. When they played Good up point. in Cleveland, they were seven-point favorite, point. right? Yep. There was steam on. I was on them then. They, they're, they're in control of that game, 17-10. to 10. They have every opportunity to score in the second half. From the second quarter on, they don't score, and they lose in overtime. They come back, and they're one inch away from beating the darn – losing to the Saints. So they win that game 17-6. to 6. It takes Brady's fourth-quarter comeback. They go to San Francisco, gets destroyed. They come back and play Cincinnati. They're in the lead 17-3 to against Cincinnati. They start turning the ball over at a rapid rate, and they get blown at 34-23. They go out to Arizona and face Trace McSorley on Monday night. Trace McSorley. And the game has to go to overtime. And they're behind, six. They're behind. Uh, I think it was, what, 16-3 to in that game too? Or 16-6? to No, they were behind 16-6 to in that game. And they get it to overtime and win in the overtime. And so, to me, they've turned the ball over at a rapid rate the last four weeks. The last four weeks, Tom Brady has turned the ball over, or the Bucks offense, has turned the ball over 11 times. 11 times. That's so unlike Brady. You know, and they can't, and, and they can't seem to make the plays. And defensively, teams have been able to run the ball. Last week, Arizona ran for 121 yards against them. You know, and the week before that, two weeks before San Francisco ran for 209. Now, the Carolina, the only really chance they have to be competitive in the game and win this game is they've got to run the ball. And when they didn't run the ball against Pittsburgh, they lost. That's going to be the key. It's going to have to be they limit Sam Darnold's inability, his ability to – he's not going to go down there and throw it 40 times. He's got to throw it 25 times, protect the ball. How does the Panthers play good enough defense? Because they're two starting corners. Jackson and Horn are not going to play. Jackson's on IR. Horns hurt his wrist last week. He had to have wrist surgery. So this is a zone game for Carolina. Can they control the Bucks' offense, which hasn't been great? And let's face it, the Bucks are 2-5 and five over the last five weeks. But the recipe is there. You just nailed it. I mean, there's opportunities here for the Panthers. On October 23rd, they hosted Tampa, and they beat them 21-3. to three. Why? They ran for 173 yards. That's going to be the key today for the Panthers. Run the football. And, and they didn't turn it over. They held Tom Brady to, I think, the three third-down conversions in the game. They were a 14-point or 13-and-a-half-point dog in that game, and they won outright. Think about that. Mm-hmm. They won outright. And so, you know, and, and it was a huge game for them. And Brady, they have been able to find a way to harass Brady with their front. Now, they say Donovan Smith's going to play today at left tackle. We shall see. The Bucks are really, really hurt with a ton of injuries. They have a ton of guys hurt. Or And if they play, they're not 100%. Like, Vita Vey might play today, but he's not 100%. Akeem Hicks might play. He's not. You know, Winf- Winf- Winfield might play, but he's not 100%. Both starting corners aren't 100%. So they're going to play, but are they 100%? No, I don't think so. Look, Carolina has to play from in front. They have to play from in front. They've got to keep their run game, and they've got to create some extra possessions. Darnold has started the last four games for Carolina. The team is 3-1 and one ATS in those four starts. Steve Wilkes is going to get that job. They've won four of I six hope down so. the stretch. Steve Wilkes I is going so. to get that job. I'm telling you right now, they've won four of six down the stretch. This is improbable what he's done with this team. Yeah, I mean, look, and the Baltimore game that they lose was a tough one. Pittsburgh beat them, right? But think about this now. If D.J. Moore keeps his helmet on, you know, this, they might be, they might win it. And if and if the kicker if the kicker makes an extra point, they're going to win it. I mean, so it's like this season since Wilkes has taken over, you know, and a lot of the early games too. I mean, the Cleveland game, a 56-yard field goal, right? You know, the Giants they lose by three. 
I mean, Carolina's been in a lot of these games, especially when they play against a quarterback who's not playing great. When they played San Francisco, they didn't have a chance to win that game, right? When they played Cincinnati, they got destroyed. But when they play, and, and their best game really defensively was against Geno, Geno Smith out in Seattle. I mean, they held Geno Smith to 247 yard total offense. They played as good as you could play that day. Two games on the board that mean nothing. Arizona and David Blau at Atlanta means nothing. Atlanta's laying six and a half. Just have 15 seconds. Quick thoughts on that game. Well, I mean, the line, everybody in the contest took Atlanta because it's three and a half. Now it's up to six. Atlanta's <laughs> defense will make any quarterback look good, so I would be careful about taking laying the six. Even David Blau, who showed up off the practice squad from Minnesota two weeks ago. We come back. The 64th new quarterback in the NFL. Thomas Gable next. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. The voice of Brent Musburger coming up next here on VSIN with Countdown to Kickoff. Right now, I should tell you BetMGM is the king of sports books. Visit betmgm.com or download the app. Remember, longtime sponsor of the Lombardi Line, you can check out BetMGM and their reconfigured app. If you're in Vegas, stop by any MGM property. Bring your state-issued ID. You're ready to go. 1-800-GAMBLER. you got an issue 21 years or older. I just sent over TG, Thomas Gable's college basketball picks, exclusively for subscribers. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. You want those college basketball picks? you got a three-pack from the man, Thomas Gable. As we say, Happy New Year to our partner. He runs the race and sports book at the Borgata. Hi, Thomas. Happy New Year, buddy. Happy New Year, guys. Great to be here. Yeah, it and, is. Um, Nice to see that both of you made it to work on time this yeah, morning. Yeah, well, I was, you know, I was up ready to go. You know, I mean, I watched that ball drop. That was the most thrilling thing of my evening. And then you instead know, of the saying, Ohio State instead kick. of the kick, yeah, yes. exactly. Instead of the kick, <laughs> Millie had a headlock. Millie had a headlock on the remote control. Is the rumor yeah, coming I mean, out Ryan of the Casa de How he almost Ryan Seacrest tried to get in Thomas Gable's life last night too. Right, TG? Great <laughs> tell. There Pray was tell. A, 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 there was. A, well, Mike Palm loves to do his content management. There was some content management issues, I think, around property <laughs> yesterday when when people, bar managers, are fighting uh, to turn it to the ball drop, and you know, people who are in in tune with the game say no. So it, there was some uh, back and forth uh, well, going on he, around uh, different bars. As you know, Thomas and Michael Lombardi, growing up in this with your family, when people ask me, you know, friends and family, what are you doing for the holidays? This is what we do for the holidays. Literally, yeah. this right here. It's just completely takes mm -hmm. over, and we're not complaining because it's the best time of the year, TG, as we open up with you today. Let's just kind of take a step back. Is there a huge need at the Borgata at the book today? Not really. Uh, not really on any of these games. I mean, some, some of them we have a little bit of a decision on. Uh, the Eagles, uh, obviously, is, is one. The Giants is another. And that Giants game, I guess we could start there. Yes. Uh, you know, we, we saw the Colts uh, last week. They just, I mean, yeah. just a terrible, terrible performance from them and, and Foles. Uh, so this line now, five and a half, to me it's a little inflated here, but people, again, are betting the Giants. Uh, so we're, we're going to need the Colts' side uh, on, on this, and hopefully Foles can come through with a better effort today. Yeah, it's going to take that. You know, it's interesting, Patrick. Uh, Ian Rappaport just reported that, Jeff Saturday is going to get strong consideration to become the head coach oh, of the Colts, the which 
Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think if you if you if I were to, I, I, he's the favorite. I don't know, you know, what the odds will be, but he, to me, as bad as he's been because of the owner, I think he's still the favorite. How he gets it, I have no idea. Right. Ursay is a complete curveball. Ursay will give the job. He doesn't care what other people think. He's not he's not concerned with protocol and hiring. He'll give the job to his friend Saturday. He feels like he deserves a chance. I think that's. Uh, that report is accurate, Michael Lombardi. Okay, TG, we were talking about some of the playoff ramifications. You mentioned the Giants. They win their in today. Interesting yeah. with Tampa. They win their in. I got them three and a half hosting Carolina. Where are you? Yeah, the division that nobody wants to win. The, this, <laughs> this one here. You but, take uh, it. You take you know, it. You take it. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's it, it's bad. And uh, But, again, uh, Buccaneers up to three and a half point favorites here in this one. Bucks are getting bet. Um, I, I sort of would lean Panthers, though, in this one here, especially, uh, you know, we, we saw the Panthers be able to run the ball quite effectively last week. Uh, they've been playing well, and uh, three and a half, I mean, I, I'll, I'll take that three and a half, I think, if I'm with Carolina. Yeah, I mean, the last five games, the, you know, the Bucks haven't been able to dominate anybody. I no. mean, they took the, Trace McSorley into overtime. I mean, it took all they could do to win that game. And, you know, they were fortunate to come back against the Saints and beat the Saints when, you know, I know the Saints play good defense, but that was a struggle. And as I've said before, if, if Mark Ingram stays in bounds in the second and eight call, yeah, he got hurt, and I think that's why he went out of bounds. They're going to run that clock even further down, and I don't know if, if Tampa's going to have enough time to come back and win that game by a point. So, do you, do you think the Tampa offense really it comes down to if they if they start to play a little bit more up tempo that they because it seems like they stall out at like once they hit like the seventeen point mark yeah. somewhere in there they, they just kind of run out, out of it. Yeah, and, and and they can't get you know teams adjust to them. I think Carolina will play zone against them today. Try to rush four. Try to get Brady to kind of hold it for a second because they know they're throwing the ball short. There's no explosive yep. plays down the field. Thomas Gable, the Tri-State has a fever, Mike White fever, and today the Jets are at Seattle. It's two. It's interesting. We were talking about the mitigation of home field advantage. How about Mike White and the Jets laying it at Seattle? Yeah, no surprise that they're getting bet here. We, we opened this game pick them uh, with a total of 43, and uh, total's now 43 and a half. Uh, but the Jets are two-point favorites in this one, and uh, the majority of the, the money certainly is on the Jets here. Uh, Seattle, for, for all the, um, the early fanfare about this team, and certainly they exceeded expectations, everybody's expectations, uh, from what they were coming into this season. But uh, they, they had a great shot uh, to, to make the playoffs, and they have certainly faded away. Uh, but... Uh, it, it does look like Gina will have both his uh, top two wide receivers to throw yeah, to Tyler today. Lockett is going to play yep, yep. with all the hardware in his wrist. Now, he, they lose Marquise Goodwin. They put him on IR this morning, so he's out. But they will have they will have Lockett with a, a banged-up wrist or yep. whatever, you know, hand, and he's going to try to go through it. And, of course, they have, they have uh, you know, D.K. Metcalf. But, look, you know, I'm sure that – that Sauce Gardner is going to match on him when they want to play some man-to-man. -man. The key is, can they run the ball? I mean, for yeah. Gino to be effective, he needs Kenneth Walker to have a big day. It's hard to run the ball in the Jets. I mean, I, I as much as I think the total is 43-and-a-half, I, I think this will be a low-scoring game, TJ. I do, too. I do, too, yeah. Michael Thomas Gable, Green Bay just went to three-and-a-half at DraftKings. Let's discuss. Green Bay was three across the board today. Important distinction up to three-and-a-half at DraftKings. Minnesota at Green Bay. Where you at there at the Borgata, Thomas? So we have not moved off three all week here. We opened this three and uh, still are at three. But uh, 
again, the Packers are are getting bad. I think they're much more of a public play here, and uh, the, the sharper side is certainly Minnesota in this one. Uh, but, again, you have Rodgers and company, everything to play for, and another team that was counted out a couple weeks ago, and suddenly they, they might be able to sneak in here. You know, I just, I, you know, to me, when I watch the tape, I never get a sense that Green Bay's defense is in control of the game. And, you know, their pass rush is so inconsistent that if Cousins gets into a rhythm, mm-hmm. you know, and, and everybody counts out this Minnesota offense, but they can put points on the board. I know Jair Alexander said it was a fluke what Justin Jefferson did, but, look, I've talked to coaches around the league that double Jefferson. I mean, you got him, I got him, nobody has him, right? It's one of those. The guy just continues to make plays. And so I, I, I don't rule them out, especially the way they played against Miami. I mean, everybody looks at the final score against Miami, but I, I never felt like I, I thought Miami was actually going to come back and win that game. For new betters, it's easy to start with key numbers in the NFL. You go three, six, and then you go to, excuse me, three, seven, and six. Seven. The reason I bring that up is because Detroit was sixth this morning. It's dipped under it, hosting Chicago five and a half. Is that where you are, Thomas? Yeah, so and good point by you, Patrick. Uh, we we saw some uh, some sharper play come in there and, and take the six with Chicago when that was still available. So now it's uh, at five and a half, and uh, we actually opened this game five and a half, and and it got bet up to six, and now you, you saw some uh, some more respected money there grab the six. So uh, back down to five and a half we went in, in this one, but again at least here. We have a little bit more money on the Bears at the moment there. Yeah, I could see that. I just think to be – it's not – not that I think people think the Bears are going to win. I think the five is just too much. And, you know, there's a lot of action. I mean, I would say the four most popular bet games on my board are the people are taking the Saints. Mm-hmm. They're taking the Saints. Everybody's taking everybody's taking Houston in the points for some reason because I think they think Peterson's going to fail. The Bears and the Jets, those four games are all kind of, whether you call them steam plays or whether you call them sharp plays, that's what's going on. Well, speaking of Jacksonville and Houston, the report from Schefter that Peterson's going to play everybody has moved that number from three, Jacksonville favored at Houston, up to three and a half. Very interesting, right? A key distinction, Thomas. Yeah, and the the question is, how long are they going to play? Uh, Because there there really is nothing – there's yeah. no reason to play them today. Right. So uh, unless again you just want to get some reps in right. uh, for next week. But like Walker's come. He's uh, the first round pick. Walker's going to play, but how much will he kind of be on pitch count? Right. We know Lawrence has a bad toe. How yeah. much is he going to play? Yep. Like I think to me for whatever. Peterson, I think if he gets the lead, you have to worry about the back door there. You know, maybe he backs off. He plays this guy, but then he has to back off. Yeah, I, I just don't know how much the, these starters play today. I mean, th- th- this game is meaningless for them and uh, on number of meaningless games today on the board, but uh, this is certainly one of them. So I, I'd be very careful there uh, taking the Jags. Thomas, if Philly wins today, they can rest for a long time. The Eagles, they wrap up yeah. the conference. I got them laying five and a half hosting New Orleans. Just got about 30 seconds. Where are you? Yeah, yep. Yeah. Five and a half here and pretty much five and a half across the board. But again, this is almost a, a double a, a double reason to play for, for Philadelphia. Not only wrap up the number one seed, but obviously can deal the Saints another loss, which is big then for the draft pick um, for next year because they have the Saints draft picks. So. Yep, that, that's the key. Yep. I, I think the Eagles go all yeah, in. Good point. Good point. Three college basketball plays from Thomas Gable from behind the book there at the Borgata. Go to vcin.com slash subscribe. Happy New Year, Thomas. Thank you. Thank you, TG. Happy, Happy New, New Year, Year, guys. We're going to run the board, plus Michael Lombardi's best bets next.
Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife... It's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. 
Okay, there's no better way for sports fans to celebrate the new year than with BetMGM's New Year's Day multi-sports parlay boost token. Pop the champagne and sign into your BetMGM account on January 1st for a chance to win an extra 25% on a parlay of three legs or more. So you can mix and match with a jam-packed slate of college and pro football, hoops, hockey, it's all there. You can mix and match. Again, log into your BetMGM account, 25% boost right now on the parlay of three legs. 1-800-GAMBLER. If you have an issue, promotional offer not available. Mississippi, Nevada, or New York, 21 years or older. Again, betmgm.com or download the app. As we welcome you back, we're going to run the board and get to Michael Lombardi's three best bets of the day. Happy New Year. I'm Patrick Maher. He's Michael Lombardi. Let's go to Michael with some inactive news. The Dolphins, very important here, and also the Falcons. Go ahead, Michael. Well, the Dolphins are going to inactivate. You know, we saw that they had Xavier Howard, their best corner, who hasn't actually played well this year, so he's out. So their two starting corners won't play, which I think is really significant as they want to play as much man-to-man as they like to play. They might have to change that. Bradley Chubb also is out. But I think the most important thing is Teron Armstead, their left tackle. He's not going to play, which, again, is, is problematic for Teddy Bridgewater and their offense. So those are three. And then the two starting corners for Atlanta are, are both – for, excuse me, for Arizona are both out. So not only is the Hopkins out, they've lost both starting corners in this game, which really makes it Mark, Marco Wilson and Antonio Hamilton. The other game that I think is interesting is is the six bucks that were on the injury report for today – you know, all those guys are going to play. Carlton Davis, the only, the only is the only one not playing. So Jamal Dean's going to be there. Mike Edwards is going to be there. Julio's active. Donovan Smith is active. Vita Vea is active, and Winfield are active. So that makes a huge difference as you're getting ready to play Carolina or Tampa. Great job, Michael Lombardi. I, the importance of splits and the board's lighting up right now. So with real-time news, like Michael just gave you, Circa just went from New England, a two and a half point favorite, Michael, up to three. And that's off yeah. the injury news. That's important. Right. That's the reason you have to go to vison.com slash subscribe and get the betting splits just so you can see what's happening with the board. Okay. Are you ready, big guy? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You get three plays. I'm going to start Carolina, Tampa Bay. We always say with Carolina and Las Vegas, now be careful, grain of salt. But of course, Tampa yeah. Bay's laying three and a half. I, I like to, I, I, to me, you know, look, I think this is going to be a really hard game for Carolina. They're because of their lack of, of strength in their secondary. Can their defense put pressure on Brady? I think with Donovan Smith back at left tackle, that certainly helps Tampa. And can they run the ball? I like Tampa here in the game only because of that. I think, to me, Carolina is limited in what they can do. And if Todd Bowles stops their run with movement in the run game and forces the game on to Sam Darnold, I think it's going to be a really hard game for Carolina. 105 rotation, Cleveland's at Washington. Wentz is under center. It's two right now with Washington laying it. You know, I had this as a one-point game, and I'm going to take Cleveland here on a lean uh, only because of that. I think Cleveland's defense, look, Washington's missing two key members of their secondary. That's going to hurt them, plus their offensive line is not good. And if Wentz plays robotically against this front of Cleveland, I think Clowney will play today. We know Garrett, who was benched last week for a personal issue that he had with the team, he's going to come back and play. I think Cleveland's got to play really well today. I think they have to play. They have to prove that they're headed in the right direction. Think about this, Patrick. All the hype and expectations about Cleveland this offseason – they have the same record of the Steelers who are really in rebuilding mode. And the Steelers point. are playing better than them right now. So I think this is really critical for Stefanski and his staff to play well today. I'll lean Cleveland. The Tomlin effect is real, Michael. We'll skip 107 Pittsburgh-Baltimore. We'll skip 109 New Orleans-Philly. Those are two official plays. Let's go 111 Arizona at Atlanta. You just mentioned the injuries. Six and a half Atlanta's laying it. 
It went up to six and a half because of the injuries, right? So earlier when we started the show at 10 o'clock, it was six. Now it's up to six and a half. I mean, that's a lot of points. I think Atlanta's a better team. You know, at three and a half, it was beautiful to take Atlanta. I, I'm going to lean to Atlanta. I don't see how David Blau can come in as bad as Atlanta is on defense. On the road, crowd, there'll be people there. There's going to be some crowd noise. I'm sure maybe there'll be some people who were drunk from the Georgia game that didn't leave. You know, they might still be in the building. So I, I think ultimately, you know, I, this to me is a game that I think that Atlanta can win. They can run the football. I, a six and a half is a lot of points, though. I'd lean towards taking the points just because it's too many points. Atlanta's not that much better than anybody. Jacksonville's got nothing but pride, and as you mentioned, potentially momentum to play for in Houston. Remember, the division's on the line week 18 with Tennessee coming to town, but Jacksonville is at Houston, and the Jags are laying three and a half. I'm a little bit like Thomas Gable. I'm going to call the bluff on Jacksonville. I'll take Houston in the points. I mean, I wish it were four, but I'll take the three and a half. I just think to me at some point Peterson has to say to himself, what am I doing? i got to back these guys off. And I think the way Houston has been playing, and for some reason Houston plays well. Look, Lovey Smith, if he can win this game, I think it would be hard to say we're going to fire you, Lovey, after one year. Like I think that was. I think when they lost and got beat earlier, and, you know, four weeks ago would have been easy to fire Lovey. But since then, they played well against Agreed. Dallas. They played well against Sanford against uh, against Kansas City, and they had a chance, and they and they won last week. I think to me, if he puts together another strong outing, it's going to be hard to send him home. We saw an important dip on the Detroit price today. Went from. Six down to five and a half hosting Chicago. So you got Detroit lane five and a half, and there is a chance for the postseason here. Yeah, I just think to me, when we're talking to interdivision inter games, it's always going to be close to a field goal. And the fact that Detroit's playing home doesn't really sway me towards Detroit. I don't love Chicago's defense. I love the way they play. Look, that Buffalo game was a lot closer than the score indicated. Buffalo was able to cover, turn the ball over. I like Chicago to run the ball. I'll take the five and a half. I don't think they win, but I'll take Chicago in the five and a half. I lean. Okay, let me speed you up here. The news has jumped New England up to three with the injuries for Miami. New England's laying three. You know, I, I think to me this will be a hard game for Miami with their offensive line. I'll take, New, I'll take New England and lay the three. Okay, Denver's at Kansas City. Kansas City's laying 12 and a half. You know, Kansas City doesn't typically cover. They did last week. Denver was embarrassed. New coach, new moment. I think he's got the players' attention. I'll, I'll take the points not uh, as a lean. Interim boost angle is real in sports. People pay attention. Indianapolis at the Giants. The Giants are laying five and a half. I don't think the Giants are five and a half points better than anybody. I would take the Colts here. San Francisco's at Vegas. Stidham is under center for the Raiders. San Francisco's laying nine and a half. I think it's a hard game for the Raiders. How they can't if they can't run the ball, they put too much pressure on Stidham. I think I would take I'm gonna take San Francisco and lay the nine and a half on a lean. Minnesota's at Green Bay. It's three or three and a half. I'll let you pick what side you want to give the better. I'll go three and a half and take Minnesota. I just think the purple teams find a way to win. Good one. Good one, Michael. Circle back to Pittsburgh. You got two and a half at Baltimore. Why? I just think Pittsburgh's playing better right now, and I think Pittsburgh needs it. I think Pittsburgh will dig deep, and I think that they can win this game if they stop the run. They didn't. 215 yards last time they played. I think they'll play They'll play their best game. Now it's down. It was two and a half when I put the play into Bill AD last night. It's down to two. Absolutely right. Eagles want this win. There's reasons for the Eagles to win this game. They're laying five and a half, and you're laying it with the Eagles. Everybody's against the, everybody's on the Saints. The steam is on the Saints. It's real. You know, it's one of the plays here in the book. I, I'm going to take the Eagles at five and a half. I think they're being discounted here. 
Baker Mayfield is barking, and Michael likes the points. He's catching six and a half. They're both playing at home at SoFi today with the Rams and Chargers. I like this because I think that Sean McVay knows Brendan Staley. I think he will try to run the ball against Staley. I think that they play good enough defense, especially in the red zone. And let's face it, the Chargers don't blow anybody out. I mean, last week they got held to 20 points by the Colts. I don't love the Rams. I think it'll be hard for the Rams, but I think six and a half is too much. I just think six and a half is too much. I think they'll, they'll, they'll find a way. And plus, this is for supremacy in Los Angeles. Steelers. Eagles, Rams from Michael Lombardi got done ahead of schedule, still have two minutes to go. So we take a step back. Motivation outside of, you know, Jacksonville and Houston, though Houston maybe coaching uh, for his job there in Lubby, and then of course Arizona at Atlanta. Outside of that, every game has motivation sky high today. Yeah, no doubt. And I mean, even Atlanta, Arizona, I mean, I know everybody knows Kingsbury's probably not going to keep his job, but you know what they played hard last week I mean whatever you want to say about Kingsbury as a head coach they played hard I mean they took that game to overtime if they just get one or two plays in that game they got a chance to win it against a Tampa Bay team that's playing really well the other thing I think that's important I, like when you look at Tampa Carolina I think this game has to go under I think if if either team wins it I think it's going to be an under I don't think either offense is going to be explosive I would look to the underplay in that game too you said Carolina, Tampa Bay, that number is sitting 40 and a half. You like the under there, correct? I think so. I think that's the right game. I mean, it could be a 20 to 14 game. That's that's 34 points. We're going to talk about it tomorrow. Just quickly, maybe 30 seconds, your thoughts on Buffalo, Cincinnati. Buffalo laying a point at Cincinnati tomorrow night. Uh- I mean, look, I like Cincinnati's defensive scheme. I think they'll give them trouble. And the way Buffalo has played pass defense lately, I think Joe Burrow will have a big day yesterday. It's a huge game for Cincinnati. Everybody doesn't count them out. I mean, I know they're the Super Bowl losers, but they're playing their best football even going back to last year. Okay, two weeks to go. It's getting real, Michael Lombardi. Enjoy the football today, my friend, and Happy New Year to you and Millie. Happy New Year to you, too. Thank you for everything, Patrick. Thanks, everyone. Thank you very much. We appreciate you, Elliot, and the crew back at Circa. Thank you very much. We've got Countdown to Kickoff with Brent Musburger coming up next right here. We'll see you tomorrow morning on the Lombardi Line. Happy New Year. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. 
And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.